0: Welcome
1: to to Education International. Dear listeners, did you know that today is Human Rights Day? You probably did. But this year we're actually celebrating the 17th anniversary of the Universal Declaration of Human Rights. Such a special day and such a special text for the world. Thank you for joining us here at the new Ad Voices podcast. Thanks to the Universal Declaration of Human Rights and states' commitments to its principles, the dignity of millions has been uplifted, untold human suffering prevented, and the foundations for a more just world have been laid. While its promise is yet to be fulfilled, the very fact that it has stood the test of time is testament to its enduring universality of its values of equality, justice, and human dignity. Today's podcast features Kerry Kennedy, head of Robert F. Kennedy Human Rights, who talked to our colleague Andrew King about the importance of human rights in education. We hope you enjoy this podcast and if you do, don't forget to subscribe.
2: So, Carrie, my experience with Speakers to Power began two years ago at our World Congress when we put on the play. And it was very moving for me, it was very moving for our members. But this journey began 17 years ago for you with the book. I just wonder if you could talk a little bit about moving from 2000, when this came out, and the journey to today, and, and the hard work you've put in and, and the challenges you've faced during that time.
0: Sure. Well, let's start even a little bit earlier. I w- worked in human rights for about 10 years. and I noticed that people had this idea that human rights is all blood and gore and torture and difficulty, and I wanted to really convey that um, the source of inspiration to me, I feel like I've got the best job on earth, and it's because of the people I work with. I work with the Martin Luther King's and Mahatma Gandhi's of our age. And every single day, I feel so grateful to be in their presence and to witness their courage and to be able to in any way um, uh, partner with them and help them along the journey to a more just and peaceful world. So that's really what Speak Truth Power is about. It's these profiles of these extraordinarily courageous people. They're people like Elie Wiesel, who survived the Holocaust as a child, saying, my dream for the future is your children will not have my past. And there are people like uh, Archbishop Desmond Tutu, the great anti-apartheid leader, saying, we don't have a God who says, ah, gotcha. We have a God who lifts us up and dusts us off and tells us to try it again. And to me, those are the bookends of human rights. On the one hand, trying to stop the atrocities, and on the other hand, having this, faith in the capacity of the human spirit to triumph even under the worst of circumstances. The Speak Truth, to Power, Human Rights Education program is all about that. It's empowering young people. It's about a combination of human rights education, uh, social-emotional learning, community organizing, understanding of the greater world, and most especially, of getting students to realize, I have a place in the world. I can create change. I don't have to be a victim. I can be an activist.
2: So for the past two days, you've been in Brussels with an incredible group of people, educators, organizers, human rights activists, to to forge a roadmap into the future for the program, for RFK as well. How's that been, and and have have you found a direction to go in?
0: You know, it's been such a, a wonderful process because all of these people from across the globe have come together to talk about how do you ultimately how do you create a, a world that's based on uh, on on love, and um, that will address these human rights um, challenges that we face on a, on a global basis, and how do you get the next generation of uh, human rights defenders, educated and out there creating change. And I think that um, the the takeaway from this is, is, it's out of my hands, is that this is a program that is rethought of and redesigned in every classroom with every teacher. Each one has their own way of imparting this information. And each student has their own way of making it their own. And that's what's really, really exciting about it. It's not a cookie cutter. It's not that we have all the answers and here it is. It's really um, uh, challenging um, administrators, to stu- students, teachers to say, here are the basic materials, make it your own.
2: It really struck me, I think someone said, it's not about ego. It's, it's about this collective ownership, giving up these ideas that there's not one expert. And, and that was really the sense among this group, and I'm sure throughout this process, throughout the journey with Speak Truth to Power, that you've seen that, like you said. It's everyone gets to create this as they see it and develop it in their own way.
0: Exactly. And as a result, you have a wide range of outcomes. We just heard from a drama teacher (laughs) who had a student who was considered uh, mute, who had never spoken in school in his first 11 years in school. And then he went to a drama class, and they started teaching this, and he started taking on these roles, and he found his voice for the first time in his life.
2: Now, John Heffernan spoke about speech with of power really celebrates heroes, and, and that's what this is about. But we all look up to the Martin Luther Kings and to your father and to countless others that, that we, we do see maybe put up on a pedestal. But this is about the average person can make their own difference. And what, what can you say to the to children today and to teachers? How can they get involved and how can they help be that difference for the future?
0: Well, you know, it's funny. I've, I have often heard people say when I graduated from college, I thought... I'm going to change the world. And then I got older, and I realized that I really couldn't change the world. And I think that thinking is really wrong. I think that not only can you change the world, you necessarily will change the world. Every single human being on Earth is changing the world in some way or the other. So the question is not, how will I change the world? I mean, will I change the world? The question is, how will you? and um what is the discernment process of uh understanding the unique gifts that you've been given and how do you use those for the common good and um i think that speak truth to power helps helps students helps teachers helps um everybody who comes into contact with that to start asking themselves those questions and start taking steps toward it.
2: We often hear the human rights, we have the impression human rights is a problem in in that place over there, some other country, but um, in your country today, rights are a a, a question again for many, many people and become an issue politically. How does this change maybe your role on the domestic level or are you going to be taking more of an active role or do you have a greater voice now because of what's going on in the United States? Well,
0: I think, you know, first of all, there's no country that doesn't have human rights issues. Domestic violence is a massive human rights issue, a uh, pay discrepancy between um, men and women, between people of color and white people, et cetera. Those are all human rights issues. Um, so if just, just ask if you're in a, a, uh, in a northern wealthy country, ask how many women are on the board of directors Um, How many people – how many women are heads of state or are in parliament? How many women are in the C-suites? How many people of color are there? It becomes pretty clear pretty quickly that all of us have a role to play. In my own country, um, have human rights uh, abuses increased with Donald Trump's presidency? Sure, in some ways they have, but we didn't need him as president in order to have more than our share of human rights abuses to uh, to confront, and Robert F. Kennedy, human rights, has been working for years on farm workers' rights, on domestic um, uh, slavery, on, um, on uh, mass incarceration, on bail reform. So. Uh, on police brutality, so believe me, we've got a whole litany that um, we didn't need Donald Trump to bring to our attention.
2: As a partner Speak Truth to Power Education International, we been working very closely with you. What, what more can this organization do to help spread this program and integrate it into curriculum around the world?
0: Well, first of all, we'd love teachers to come to our website, download lesson plans, get in touch with us, bring this to your communities, um, bring it to your students. We have There are lots of different ways to do this. You could teach it as a 12-week course, but you don't have to. You can teach it once or twice a year. You could just teach the play. You could get your kids involved in our human rights video contest. The winning video is shown at the Tribeca Film Festival. You could get your kids involved in the music contest, which we do with the Grammy Awards, and the winning a uh, song written about social justice is performed at a concert with um, with with named big big-name uh, musicians so like Crosby Stills Nash or um, or Jackson Brown or Melissa Etheridge etc all who have volunteered to to have people kids come up and and sing at their concerts so there's a lot of different ways of getting engaged. Um, it can be in school, it can be out of school. It can be in religious schools, so the Quakers and the Catholics and other um, other religious education organizations use it as well. But um, I think that what we'd really love is to have more teachers involved. Um, teachers are, our connection to the next generation. And at RFK Human Rights, we have a program which holds governments responsible for human rights violations. We sue governments, we overturn laws. We also have a component that works on uh, corporate social responsibility and stopping human rights abuses committed within corporations. But even if we're completely um, uh, successful, stopping human rights violations by government, stopping them when they happen in the corporate sector. That will be for naught unless we get the next generation involved and that's what teachers do. Use our curriculum or use somebody else's but get students to know that they have a role to play in creating a more just and peaceful world and they can do it every single time. They stand up every single time they say, I don't want to hear your ethnic joke, or that bullying is not okay with me, or um, I'm going to march in the women's march, or I care about these issues. I care that 70% of the chocolate consumed in the EU or the United States or Japan is made by a child in slavery or in child labor. I want to do something about that every single time you're creating change and we need you to keep doing that.
2: To close, I just want to ask you about the next generation. Now, one of your daughters spent the last two days here, and it just got me thinking about that for you and looking at the organization itself and moving to the future and your own family legacy as well moving forward. What is your vision for the future with RFK, with this program specifically, Speak Truth to Power?
0: Well, my goal is to get Speak Truth to Power in every school and every country on earth. That's, that's what we're planning to do. That's what we're doing here, and that's what's going to happen in the next 30 years.
2: All right, that's great. Anything else you'd like to to add?
0: Yeah, I'd like to add a typical lesson plan. So this is a short one, but I I want to, because this is illustrative of the type of thing we'll do. So we're not asking teachers to teach human rights as a separate subject. We integrate our lesson plans into the subjects they're already teaching. So for instance, and this isn't precise, so don't hold me to it, (laughs) but you can go look up the the lesson plan around farm workers. So we um, say to to this is a math equation for maybe uh, sixth or seventh graders. Um, there are 10,000 tomato pickers in South Florida. They get minimum wage. They each pick um, a ton of tomatoes per day. And they want a penny pound more of tomatoes picked. Um, That's the wage increase they're looking for. That uh, their tomatoes are um, sold, 40% of those tomatoes are sold to a company, let's say, Burger King. Burger King, in turn, is owned, whatever it is, maybe 20% by Goldman Sachs. Um, Goldman Sachs paid so much, which you can look up, in bonuses to their top executives last year, how much would it cost Goldman Sachs to give that wage increase to 10,000 people, and um, how does that compare to the bonuses they gave out to their executives last year? So that's the type. That's a very big, straightforward. That's a math math lesson. equation. That's yeah. a math equation, and you have to teach that math equation anyway. So instead of using apple and oranges, use tomato pickers. And that's kind of the type of thing that we do is speak truth to power. So we're not asking teachers to take on something they don't already teach, but we're asking them to integrate a social justice screen into the things that they already do.
2: That's wonderful. Okay, Lesson learned. Thank you very much for this, Carrie.
0: Thank you.
1: enjoyed today's podcast? Then don't forget to subscribe. We're on SoundCloud and iTunes.